Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What are things that you don't tolerate and why would you fire people? There was a great movie. Well, I don't know if it's great because, you know, my little disclaimer for my audience, I don't know what your spectrum of film is. But when I was a kid, unfortunately, I watched a lot of mob movies. All right. So there was a movie called A Bronx Tale, but they had this part where he talks about he gives the door test to I don't know if you've seen the film, but he gives the door test to this young man about how you could tell if a young lady is a worthwhile young lady is that if you open the door for her and then you let her in and then once you get to your side of the car, if, if you go and the, she doesn't unlock the door, she doesn't act, unlatch the door, then you gotta shake her, you know? <laughs> for you, and some people call it um, um, a trip wire that, you know, they set something up that seems like it's, you know, minute, but if the person can't handle that detail, then they, they know that the, the bigger things they're not going to be. So for you, you have the TP test. Can you talk a little bit about the, the TP test? Yeah, man. Let me tell you, um, there's, there's very few ways in an organization to have little canaries, right? The canaries in the mine, the trip wires, like you said, like this is an indicator that something's about to go down. And when we're a team, so in my team of 42 of the full-time people, when somebody makes something, almost all 42 people have to touch it. So it's like a relay race to get this to the customer. Well, how do you know if things are going good or bad? And I quickly figured out when I go into the restroom and the toilet paper roll is empty, it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day because that's the true character of somebody. They're alone by themselves. And in that moment, they decided, you know what? What's in it for me? is I'm a think for yourselfer, and I don't really care about the next person who comes in here, especially if they use the very last role, right? They're going to put you in a compromising situation and they don't care. And I was like, this is not the kind of people we want. And so my rule was if I rock into the bathroom after you and that toilet paper is empty, doesn't matter who you are. It's your last day. Mind you, I gave a three strikes. Like we're going to, we're going to manage problems. We're, we're going to figure it out. I, I've invested too much in you to just fire you. But in that instance, man, you got to go. You're, you're just not the right fit. Wow. It's, it seems like such a small thing, but that tripwire is very important because it is indicative of what you do with something that's seemingly so small and insignificant is actually a te telling of what you do on your team. It's, it's what you do with the quality of your work. I mean, you're people see the, the character of a person based upon the quality of the work that they put out. Um, you could see that it's, it's self, that's what work is. It's, it's, it's self-revealing. So can you talk a little bit about now having those difficult conversations, um, firing people and some of the things you set up so that people wouldn't necessarily be uh, ambushed? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me give you one quick stat. And I think this is probably shock a lot of your listeners. So in the 14 years of running that business, we only turned over 12 people. These are 12. The whole company is made. I'm the oldest person there. So the whole company is made up of millennials, highly educated, incredible artists, you know, lots of fragile egos, all of that. And out of 42 people, we only turned over 12. Wow. 
right? And so when people are like, oh man, these millennials, they jump jobs and they, you can't ever make them sticky. It's like, no, you just haven't get created a place where they want to be, Good. right? Like treat them right. They'll, they'll work for you. So, um, you know, really for us having these uncomfortable conversations, it's not about me saying, oh my God, you're trash. Why can't you just get your job done? Oh man, that felt good for me. Felt terrible for them, right? And guess what? Did the work get done? Nope. So we use this model called GROW. And GROW stands for goals, reality, options, and the W is what will win. And so this is how this works. If, if let's say you're working on a project and I ask you, when we have that done, Andre? And you're like, oh, it'll be knocked out by Thursday. Cool. Thursday comes and goes. Now it's Wednesday the following week. And I go, where are we on that? Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't get that done. I'll say, hey, Andre, let's have a quick grow meeting. And so I'll sit down and go, okay, look, the goal was for you to accomplish this Thursday. The reality is it's almost a week later and we still haven't got it done. What's our options? And now I stop talking. And initially when we train people, they'll say, oh, well, it's because and I'm like, I get it, man. Looking in the rearview mirror won't tell us where we're going in the future. So just give me some options and you can give me all your options and I'll go, great. Of these options, which one are you going to do and when are you going to do it by? And then I initial it and you initial it. And I always get this the very first time they're like, oh, well, what's, the, what's this initial thing about? <laughs> Accountability, man. Absolutely. Right? Because we're going to have three of these meetings. And the fourth one, you don't work here. It's good. Right? Because you don't understand what our goals are. And you're not managing your own reality. And it's not about me telling you you're terrible or that you're lazy or you can't work here because X, Y, Z. I want to get the work done. And so in this instance, we get the work done, right? We have to be an organization that gets things done, or we're not really an organization. We're just having a good time as a hobby. So the grow conversations are huge. What are you doing to help people in your team at this point see uh, priority management? So what's these are the hot button things that must be done. Like, are you as a leader and are you training your other leaders to be very clear about this is, I know people got all these things going on and that's good, but that's not as important as this. Are they knowing how, you know, how are you as a team weekly, or I don't know what you're doing a quarterly or monthly, or how are they knowing this is the most important things that need to be done? Cause sometimes you, uh, you know, we have a lot of people who are running businesses or they're part of teams and they're frustrated because they've got a lot of meetings on their calendar, but nothing is happening. There's nothing, the effectiveness is minimal, but the busyness is high. How can you help someone who's listening demystify this so that they can really be clear with their team and clear with themselves about how to manage their priorities right? So I think you're hitting on an, an amazing topic right here, which I am getting call and email after all day long. And, it, and it's finally caught up with this great resignation. <laughs> Employers and employees, it's all caught up. And it's like, oh man, we've been doing this for years, right? Well, you guys aren't doing this? All right, so let me ask you some basic questions. 40-hour full-time employee. You pay them for 40 hours. How many hours do you, they work? Now, if you ask most people, they say 40 hours. Okay. But they eat lunch, right? Oh, yeah, they got to eat lunch. Okay, so now we're down to 35. You got to go to the bathroom, right? All right. So you got to get up, get something to drink, do this and that. All right. Now you're down to 30 hours. You ever get emails? I get emails. So let's just on a conservative, we'll say four hours of emails a week. You're down to 26 hours of work minus meetings, no meetings yet. Right. 
So we took that honesty to our team and said, look, I'm going to pay you for 40 hours of, of work, but I'm expecting 26. Now, I need you as my employee to be an amazing estimator of your time. When you're a great estimator, our business will run. When you're a terrible estimator, our business won't run. And I put it really simply as an example they can understand. I go, if you order a pizza from your favorite place and it's like, you call me like, I'd like a large cheese pizza. And they go, no problem. No problem. It'll be 12 to $48. (laughs) You'd be like, what, what, what'd you say? 12. And be like, no, look, man, if Mario makes it, they're $12 because Mario is like really good. But if Luigi makes it, man, he drops half of them and burns the other half. So it's going to be $48. Wow. You wouldn't pay $48, right? And let alone get this. You say, fine, I'm hungry. I'll pay the $48. Bring me the pizza. You open the box. Pizza's all mashed up and folded in half. And it's even the wrong toppings. And you tell the delivery guy, whoa, man, what is this? Oh, is that what you not wanted? Nope. Okay. Call Luigi and pay $48 again. And I'll bring you another one. That's and, and you're shaking your head like, I wouldn't do that. Not for $48, right? But we spend hundreds of thousands a day on labor where we go, I think it'll take four hours. Maybe it'll take four days. I don't know. And we pay and then we go, what is this? That's not what you wanted? No, man. All right, pay me again and I'll do it again. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like we wouldn't do that at McDonald's. If, if somebody, if you were to order fries and you open the bag and there's no fries in there, people go back in line for that 99 cent fry. So real. But, but we throw away thousands and thousands of dollars by not asking our own people, hey man, how long is that going to take? Good. Right? And you can do the math and go, oh man, I don't want to pay that. So as a team, we gather in small groups and we say, all right, we got 26 hours to work. What do we got to build this week? And they'll say, okay, we need uh, to update the new password system. Cool. How long is that going to take? Somebody says, oh, it's going to take me two days. And somebody goes, oh, wait a minute. I've done that before. I can do that in about an hour and a half. All right, you take it, right? And we just add on there, minus an hour and a half. All right, let's keep going until we get to your 26 hours. Oh, by the way, you got any meetings scheduled? Yeah, I've got four meetings that are an hour each. All right, cut that off. We're just trying to be very honest with the time, right? And respectful that when you say it's 20, now, I get this all the time. What if somebody says, that's going to take two hours and it takes them two days? I don't punish them for that. But we need to have a conversation. Where did we miss? Because I need you to become an amazing estimator of your time, right? Where did we miss? How do we adjust that? So next time you can be honest. And, you know, at first it's like, I can do it all. Give it to me. I can do it all. I can do 80 hours in my 26. Yeah. And you have to train them like, no, man, it's cool. Don't worry about that, right? But the 26 you commit to, let's really get that done, right? How did you, so then how did you also get them to, to prioritize in how they run their meetings to run their meetings more effective. Because that's great that you talk to them about like, hey, I'm training on become a great estimator of your time. I mean, you just unlocked a huge, <laughs> you know, a huge uh, Pandora's box for a lot of people. It's like, there's gonna help a lot of people. But now speak to when they do have a meeting, how can they tell if that meeting is effective? Because the grow conversation was powerful, but just overall, how can they know, hey, we've got a lot of meetings that aren't really doing anything. We got to get this, we got to get this work done. Yep. It's the leader has to, or whoever's running the meeting, uh, there's a great app uh, on, on both the iPhone and the Android. And it's essentially how much does this meeting cost? I think meeting is time is the name of the app. 
And you punch that in and you say, all right, there's 10 of us here and we're making 50 bucks an hour. Okay. Go. And then we have a one hour meeting and we stop and go, okay, did we make $500 worth of decisions? Wow. Or could this have been just an email? And we have to, you know, for us, it, we have to eliminate this idea that if I'm not included in the meeting, then I'm not part of the tribe. And if I'm not part of the tribe, well, I may not have a job or I may not be able to eat. These are deep rooted feelings that we have, right? Yeah. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a reason why we all want to belong. And it's because that deep rooted feeling of if we don't belong to this tribe, then we may be on our own. And if we're on our own, we may not be able to survive or find a mate or have a place to stay. So we have to stick together. Well, I have to make it really clear. Look, we are going to have scheduled meetings, right? So once a month, every person in the organization, I'm going to get you up to speed. Here's the big projects for the month, next month coming up. Here's how we did last month. Of all the hours that we worked, here's how much was waste. Here's how much, I'm just going to tell you everything, right? So you're in the know, but man, you don't need to be in every meeting, much like I don't need to be in every meeting. So they're able to determine what, because as they're becoming mature and being a great estimator of their time, they're saying, it's not really beneficial for me to be at this meeting because this person can do this. This person, this actually falls in line with what they're working on. These people need to come together. How did you also eliminate silos within the organization? Can you speak to that about how you eliminate it? Because and how people can kind of, I love how you talked about the three wins and all that, or the three happies or three happies. Yeah. Because it's, there's, there has to be a breaking down of, you're not just, um, you know, I, you and I talked about this a little offline, but I, I, I see the human value in people and I don't just see people as just kind of this futuristic, you're just a cog in a machine doing something. I see that people contribute. So people knowing the humanity of one another is very important. So can you talk uh, about that? Uh, yeah. So let me break some of that down. So the three happies go into something that we call BAM, belonging, affirmation, and meaning. That's why people come to work. That's why people stay at work. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your food and shelter, that's, that's table stakes. Everybody that gives you a paycheck gives you food and shelter. After that, you want to move up that hierarchy. So you want to belong to something bigger than yourself. You want to be affirmed for your work and you want your work to mean something. Like you want to feel like, man, I, I contribute. This is what I do. This is my life, right? Um, how do we do that? How do we create that? Well, we use something called the three happies and the three happies is a 9am daily activity. Every, every, you could set your watch to it. So at nine o'clock, small groups get together and they share two things at work in the past 24 hours that made them happy. And one personal thing in the past 24 hours that makes them happy. And I go into this, it's a longer conversation, but I go through it in the book of how to actually do it. And people can find worksheets on my website, but we, I mean, we use old school post-it notes, right? It's old school, OG, put it up on the board, social media, right? And what I, allows people to do is go, hey, look, yesterday I closed this big sale and I got a, a customer that was having an issue, solid. And my personal happy is my kid won a soccer game. Well, when other people hear that and they go, hey, my kid plays soccer, what team's your kid on, right? Versus, I don't know, Bob works next to me. I don't know anything about Bob. So every day I'm getting a little insight into who my coworkers are, right? And it only takes six minutes in the morning. So in that six minutes, I don't need to have another get together and go, hey, are we all good? Is everybody good, right? The other thing was Friday tea time, 
right? My parents grew up in England. My grandparents, you know, tea time every day at 3.30. So on Fridays at 3.30, we would have tea time. And tea time consisted of cold beer, wine, tea, whatever you wanted, some snacks. But really, it was a time to get together, right? What are the wins for the week? What are you guys working on? And it would only be a one hour. So that way, still people had a half an hour before the end of the week to kind of wrap things up. But we, we logged that hour. Like we took it out of the 26 hours. Like this yeah. one hour is so important for us to get together. So then we don't spend hundreds of hours over the week with all of our employees trying to do that in so, little silos, right? So it was, it's good. It's good. What about, so then what about people who you get on the team that, are not native to that BAM three happies culture and they find it difficult and they just want, I just want to work. Like, can we just get to the work? I don't, this is, this is trivial. Are they a culture fit for what you're, what you're talking about? Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.